where you live shouldn't limit your access to quality internet. That's not fair. U.S. Cellular introduces fast and fair high-speed internet. With reliable home internet from U.S. Cellular, now there's no limit to how you stream, game, and work. So instead of this, you get this. Upgrade to fast and fair high-speed internet from U.S. Cellular. Upgrade to fair. This is not the time to get distracted. And this is not the time to go off course. This is not the time to lose your focus. Got a word to do. The Believers Walking in the Way of Righteousness is now on the air. Our goal is to awaken you from the tradition and the errors of religion and bring you back to the simplicity of the gospel of Christ. If you have any questions or are in need of prayer, please stay tuned until the end of the broadcast. We will give you our website and our mailing address. So at this time, it gives me great pleasure to bring to you our minister, Brother James Ware. God bless you. Truly, we thank the Lord for being here another day by way of radio. I count it a blessing as well as a privilege to be able to come to you this day by way of radio. At this time, I'm thanking God for what the Lord is doing, how he brought us down the dangerous highway, how he allowed us to be here to this day to give his name, his name and him to glory, the glory of the almighty God. Amen. We thank the Lord for what the Lord is doing and how he healed. Amen. I thank God for the new peoples, amen, the new, I had two uh, letters, amen, and one of them was really, really a blessing. Uh, we thank God for you. Uh, only thing they wanted me to know is where they came from. Uh, they was a blessing, financial blessing uh, from Douglasville, amen. I, and I had never received one like that one before. That was kind of uh, 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 what I would call a wake-up. They sent, uh, well, I ain't going to tell you what they sent, but it was a wake-up. And I say, I had to ask somebody else, and uh, the sister told me, said, no, that, that's just what you do when you they plant the seed uh, in your ministry. But uh, I don't go along with planting seeds, amen, seeds. When you're giving, you're giving unto the Lord, amen. I know I know these preachers have to see people and tell them that if you planting this, no, I'm here to tell you today if you give according how God have told you to give, God will reward you and he will bless you in the area that you're standing in the need of. That uh, a lot of preachers deceiving people and tell them you plant a seed in this and you plant a seed, but that ain't what the Bible says. The Bible says, "Give, and it shall be given unto you." Press down, uh, running over and shaking together, running over shall men's also give into your bosom. So we want to stick with the Word of God, Amen. But I do thank the Lord for each and every one of you that I hear from, amen, I do, I really do. Uh, I'm not on here to try to make no big this, uh, Lord, that, I'm not, that's not my purpose. My purpose is to do the will of God. And I truly believe that God would have me to be here for such a time as this. He have also moved upon me to do other things, amen. And I'm going to share that with only the special peoples and uh, believe God that they're going to get on board with me. No, I'm not starting another church. We want to do what the scripture says. 
That's what I want to do. Amen. And I'm telling you, I got this same desire that I had when I when God, after I got converted and God saved me. And it was before I even got to be a minister. And he, in turn, blessed me so that I put my own self on a schedule. And the reason I put my own self on a schedule is that I didn't want to give uh, myself so much time in one given God, but a little bit of time. I, I really wasn't. So what I did was I watched TV only an hour and a half. Then I prayed. Then I read. And I was doing that for Brother Ware. Now somewhere down the road, I in turn got caught up in the hoopla after I was called to preach. And, and then I started just reading for sermons. Amen. Reading for sermons. And, and what that was doing was pulling me away from the Word of God. See, you could be reading and not reading that God might minister to you through His Word, and it will cause you not to mature in the Lord. So uh, I, I had to learn that the hard way. But anyway, let's get started. Let me pray. Father, in the name of Jesus the Christ, I thank you. I praise you. I honor you this day. I ask you to move in a special way. I ask you to deal with the hearts of those that are listening. God, that they may hear, that may cause them to want to seek out your face, your will in their life. But that one God that's already confessing to know you, I ask you to move in their life. Even the more that they too may go forth and be the vessel that you would use in these last and evil days. God, that they would be willing to submit themselves and give themselves over to you that your name might be glorified. Father, we thank you. I ask you to anoint me on this message this day that I speak nothing of myself, but I speak only that which you would have me to say. And I speak that, God, that will cause a conviction to be upon someone that they may cry out that they are doing, want to do the will of you. I thank you. I praise you. I honor you. God, allow me to decrease and you increase that your name may be glorified. In Jesus, the Christ's name I pray. Amen and amen. I thank God. I thank God for what the Lord is doing. I thank God and how he's doing it, believers. I really do. Because God is doing a new thing in me. Yes, he is. He's, he's got me doing some things that I, I, I went back to, as they say, go back to your first love. I went back to my first love. And I began to cry because, see, I was, I was praying for God for certain things. And looked like I was just saying, I'm just throwing up prayers and hoping it comes down right. Some of you know what I'm talking about. Some of you, now you that are spiritual, you, you might, excuse me, you might say, oh no, I don't know. Okay, well, I got in the spiritual uh, drive that I wanted to, I'm studying my Bible, I'm praying at my little prayer time that I got set aside. And I'm saying, God, I want you to do something this. But then, wait a minute, I had to back up and say, okay, God, I'm sorry. Because every time I go to you, I'm telling you to bless this, to bless that, to do this, to do that. I'm not finding out what you called me to do. At first, believers, when I had the first love, and when I picked up my Bible and could not read, and I knew that God had saved my soul, then I said, God, now you, whatever you would have me to do, I, I can remember crying and saying, God, you saved me, but God, I can't even know your will. And how can I know your will? And in the midst of it, after crying, I picked back up the Bible. Then I was able to read because my desire was to read from Genesis to Revelation. 
And I picked back up my Bible, and once I picked back up my Bible, then I could read. And of course, later in that during that time, they had what you call cassettes. So I goes, got my little money, got to the cassettes, and bought me a bought me a cassette player, and then I began to play the cassette so that I can read through the Bible and follow the hard words. Now, some of you ain't never had to experience those things, but that's what Brother Ware had to do. So I had to fix time for me to do certain things. If I didn't fix certain time for me to do certain things, then guess what? I wasn't feel like I was doing that which God would have me to do. So not that I'm putting any burdens on anyone else. I wouldn't do that. I'm saying what God did for me. And in the midst of it, I saw God move. I saw me begin to pray. Now God is taking me in a new realm, a new realm, even at an old age. Amen. Amen. Even at an old age, I feel like Moses felt I ain't 80 years old, but Moses was 80 when God had called him to you, uh, to lead the children of Israel out of bondage. I promise you, I seen, I really felt the presence of God, and, and, and now the only thing left for me to do is to do one more area, and that is fasting uh, for a length of time, and I'm not going to even explain it in order for me to do what I'm about to do. But I, I promise you, I in turn, I thank God for where he got me. Amen. I truly thank God for where he got me today. Amen. We're going to start in the Word. Uh, I'm going to start at uh, John the 8th chapter. And I'm going to start here, carry you two or three other places, all right? But this is where we started. it. Then, then Jesus said unto the Jews which believe on him, if ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Now here's my thought, my subject, this, uh, right now, the Lord have opened the cage door. The Lord have opened the cage door. What you mean, Brother Well, Listen to me. Up until COVID-19, uh, whatever y'all want to call it, whatever, however, up until this came about, here's what we as saints we as believers believe it that we, whether you went to church on a Sabbath or whether you went to church on a Sunday, you believe that God, that was God's will, God's way. You went to church and you gave your tithes and your offering, some of you, some of you just gave a few dollars, but we ain't dealing with the money part, but you decided that that's I felt good about serving God. Yes, I felt good. And and then here's what they we get in churches every week. Every week somebody was opening up a new ministry. Oh, the Lord moving me to do this. The Lord moving that. And don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not kicking against that. God could be. I don't know. But right now. I can say that the Lord opened up new, he opened up the cage door. Now, why you say the cage door? Now, here's what's happening. You was in a rut and you thought that this was serving God. Come on now. Whether you admit it or not, you believe that if I went to church and the preacher went to preach, the pastors came and he said, God, give me a message for this Sunday or this Sabbath. Uh, I'm going to church and I'm going to bring forth a message and I'm going to tell these people that thus says the Lord. And we was had narrowed it down 
to the church building. Now, all of a sudden, the COVID-19 came about, and I, I, I had, uh, and uh, listen, I ain't telling nobody to do like Brother Ware. Brother Ware ain't, ain't wearing no mask, ain't putting on no gloves or nothing. That I'm, I, I wouldn't dare tell you to do like me because I'm um, obeying God. I'm doing that which I believe God tell me to do. Now, if by chance I know I <laughs> somebody was telling me about the preacher, he, uh, the particular preacher in West Virginia, he was saying, no, I ain't going to do this and I ain't going to do that. Well, he, he's, in, he's in eternity today uh, because he didn't follow the rules and regulation. But in the midst of this, here's my point. I, in turn, decided that I want to be, obey God. And God, I want you to lead and guide me. I'm not condemning nobody. I want you to get that straight. Don't say, Brother Ware, come on the radio. He condemning people from wearing a mask. He condemning people from uh, putting on gloves. He, I, no, ma'am, no, sir, I'm not. But I'm saying the cage was open. That cage, though, that we was in, that we was going to church, that we was uh, hearing the preacher every week, and that was it. We didn't take it no further. We didn't have that mindset to say, I'm going to be a witness. For, I want everybody to know what Christ have did, what how Christ have changed my life. I wanted to go in the hedges and the highway. I wanted to do this. I wanted to do that. They didn't want to do that. You know why? Because they were stuck in the cage. Now, the reason I say God opened up the cage, guess what? The people that was in Walmart, they never closed Walmart, right? I mean, I went to Walmart, and I said to say, I went there just about every day of the week. I, uh, I was talking to a sister, and she was saying, boy, you, you we know you're going to go. You're going to go every week. So I'm not trying to give Walmart praises or anything, but I'm trying to say, how is it that they're going to allow you to go into Walmart? They weren't going to close Walmart, but they closed the church. They closed the house of worship. Yeah, Brother Webb, but they was closed. Man, when I went in Walmart, the Walmart where I live, people was all in there. And I, half of the time you're bumping into somebody or passing by. So it wasn't no social dist distance at Walmart. It wasn't. Now, they did try to have a social distance at uh, Home Depot. I went there as well, uh, Lowe's, I'm sorry. I went there as well, but they had a kind of like a, a social distance there. But at Walmart, it wasn't. They was going down the aisle doing this just like it was any other day. So in the, in the process of any other day, then I'm saying, wait a minute. Why would they close the churches? And let these folks be in Walmart. Why wouldn't they just tell Walmart, uh, I mean, the church people, look, you go to church, but don't do all this hugging and all this kissing on the, on the head, on the jaw or whatever. Don't do all this hugging. Just go to fellowship. But the enemy decided that, no, 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 we're going to close the church. God allowed the church the church door to be closed. Why? Because you want to get you out of the cage. That was your cage that you was in. And when you got out of the cage that you was in, then it was time. So guess what? I in turn turned to uh, Luke, the seventh chapter, and read this. Luke, the seventh chapter, and it says, and Jesus answered, Luke the seventh chapter and the twenty-second verse, uh, to them. Uh, here's here's let me let me give you a background. John was discouraged, uh, and John began to wonder. Wait a minute, because he you know how worried get around. Uh, Jesus, he ain't doing like the Messiah. Jesus is not acting like the Messiah that we expected. What what he doing? He drinking with sinners. He drinking and he eating with sinners and he doing this. I, I don't know if that's the right Jesus. 
if that's the Messiah, you know, John in jail, his disciples come to see him. So all of a sudden, John is, John say, look, go check him out. Go talk to him. So the disciples of John went to the meeting where Jesus was. And all of a sudden, they wanted to know, look at him, uh, Jesus, uh, we want to know, is you the one or is one coming after you? Uh, what? 22nd verse, coming down to this. And Jesus answered and said unto them, go your way and tell John. Wait a minute. He's saying, I want you to go on your way. He says, John sent you here. Go back and tell John. This is what I want you to do. Go your way and tell John what things ye have seen and heard. How that the blind see. Oh, you don't saw me laid hands on the blind, and that person was blind, but now they see. Okay? Then the next, he said, the lame walk. You don't saw some people that was crippled from their womb and crippled this, but guess what? They start walking. And the lepers are clean. So the people that had uncurable disease, they came to Jesus, and yet they were clean. And the deaf hear, and the dead are risen. Now, this is what I want you to tell John. Don't tell John that I'm him. Just tell him what you done seen with your own eyes. And to the poor, the gospel is preached. Now, they had a whole lot to go back and tell John. John, you don't believe? And they had to hurry up and tell him. Good thing they told him that because John was getting ready to be beheaded. So, therefore, John needed that hope. Now, this is the same John that in John 1.29, John said, when Jesus come to be baptized, John said, Behold, the Lamb of God that come to take away the sins of the world. Listen to me, believer. Sometimes we can get discouraged. Yes, John was called. Yes, John was a man of God. He was called to be the forerunner of Jesus. He was chosen and ordained and called to be that vessel. But in the midst of that, then guess what? John had been put in prison because he had told Herod, it's wrong to have your brother's wife. And, of course, I'm, I'm just thinking that uh, Herod's wife began to say, look at him, uh, Herod's wife-to-be, rather. Here's what you need to do. You need to put him in prison because he running around out there telling people this and whatever, whatever. I don't know what all the Bible don't give us that information. But it does say that he arrested John. So John was in prison. And in the midst of being in prison, now you got to understand, John was a man on the outside. John, he, 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 he wasn't a fashion man. He didn't dress like everybody else. He didn't carry a set. He wasn't worried about the fashion style. John knew so much being a young man. He knew a lot because he was ordained and filled with the Holy Ghost from his mother's womb. So he had the anointing in his life. And that was coming in order that he might be that forerunner. So anyway, by them going and seeing, by them going to tell, to ask Jesus, are you the one and do you look for another? That would encourage John, yeah? All the negative, you know, people love to tell the negative about you. Instead of telling the positive, he didn't, they didn't tell him all those things. But when they seen this, they go back and tell him what you seen. Now, in the problem that John was now encouraged, his disciples was encouraged. And because they was encouraged, because they heard what Jesus had said. So, Jesus, uh, the disciples began to say, all right, now we know he is the one. Now, since he's the one, let's go a little further 
And we go into this. Now, listen. Here's what I'm trying to get you to see today. John, let me go back to John 8:31. It says this. And this Jesus, those Jews that believe in his name, if ye continue. Now, if you continue, what continue? Continue in the word of God. Continue with that which you know. Okay, then are ye my disciples, and ye shall know the truth. I'm telling you, you will know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Now, wait a minute. If the truth make you free, the truth open up the, uh, the cage that you was in. See, the church was a cage. You went down, you were there in that cage, and you did this, and you did that. And that will, but now the cage door is open, so you're able to go forth. You're able to do uh, different, and because you was able to do different, then guess what? Now it's time for you to really stand up and be obedient to God. You know why it's time to stand up and be obedient to God? Because time is running out, even the more than it was then. Now we're gonna get. We're going to go a little further. Now, this is where we're going, and we're getting ready. We're going on a break, and after the break, I'm coming back with Scripture. Uh, I'll be in Luke, the seventh chapter, just as soon as I get back. So you want to find it, you can find it, and we'll start there. I'll be right back. God bless you. Praise the Lord, my friend. Brother Ware will return shortly. I would like to take a minute to invite you to pray for the believers walking in righteousness and minister Brother Ware. We thank you for listening and would be really grateful if you would let a friend know about the broadcast. If you would like to contact Brother Ware for a speaking engagement or any other correspondence, please call 404-293-7557. Again, if you would like to contact Brother Ware for speaking engagements, please call 404-293-7557. Please stay tuned until the end of the message for all contact information. We will be taking questions and comments in the second half of the broadcast. For questions and comments, we invite you to call 404-355-8699. That's 404-355-8699. And now, let's welcome back Brother Will. Well, we are back. Amen. You can reach us at 404-355-8699. That's uh, 404-355-8699. We are here live. Amen. And we are believing the Lord. I, I'm going to hit two scriptures right quick. And uh, Jesus said in uh, Luke, 722. It says, Blessed are ye that when men shall hate you. You know what? We ain't getting hate without we getting out in the street and arguing with somebody. Then somebody may, but they are not hating you for the gospel's sake. And they shall separate you for their company. And they shall reproach you. This is what they are going to do, and and cast you out in the and cast you out your name as evil. Why? Because you made up you made a vow to obey God. Now now because you made a, a vow. See, once the gate open, then you're able to go forth. 
you're able to go and do the work that he told you. Now, let's turn to Romans right quick. Uh, we'll go to Romans. And, uh, I, and the reason I'm saying we need to go there because, as a matter of fact, I'm going to Romans, the first chapter. I'm not even going to go to over there in the 12th chapter. I'm going to deal with the first chapter first, okay? And we go to Romans. And I go to Romans 1 and 18 verse. Now listen, here's what done happened to the church, the means of the church. See, we have a tendency of telling people, bring somebody to church, bring somebody. You never have the church to, to say, look, we're going out and we're going to uh, re, uh, cause people to repent. We're going and letting them know we're not whether they go to our church or whoever. We'll believe in God. How is it that we want people to come to our little congregation? Yes, you might be teaching the truth that you know. But it could be, I think about, listen to me now, listen to me. I think about how that the Lord moved upon my life. I was in this little independent Baptist church. Yes, they in turn draft me in. But because I began to study the word, because I began to give God the praise, all of a sudden no longer did I want it to stay there. Nothing was wrong now with them. But I wanted to go further, a higher height and a deeper depth. Some of you right now, you done been to more than one church. You started off in that church, but because you begin to seek God's word and you begin to see what God was saying, then all of a sudden you begin to go in a different form. We forget about that. We want to get everybody win to our little group. Our little group. If I can get them win to our little group, then that's what we're going to go do. We're going to go and witness for that. What about witnessing for Christ? What about bringing the sinners to save? What about delivering drunkards and, and not worrying about, quit worrying about what fellowship they're going to be under? If, if you win them to Christ, you're doing it in the name of the Lord. You're concerned about the soul. You're no longer concerned about, well, you know, does somebody need to shepherd me and somebody need to do this? And Don't worry about that. Trust me, if you did that and you did it to the glory of God, them people will be led by the glory of God because they're going to see your light. Amen. They'll begin to see you. And then they'll begin to ask you questions. Why? Because you led them to Christ. And you, since you led them to Christ, that's the most important thing. See, and this is what I believe that took place because we've been in that cage. We was in that cage of religion, the cage of religion. You need to do it my way. Brother Ware said, well, if you ain't honoring the Sabbath, if you ain't keeping the commandment, and wait a minute, Brother Well, what about salvation? You weren't always in the Sabbath. You weren't always observing the commandments of God. Yes, I can go through them easily, and we'll do it later if the Lord will probably be part two. But I would go and, and say, you doing it, but wait a minute. It don't make no difference. Well, you know, if I win them to Christ, I birthed them, then they should be under me. No, no, no. That's selfish. That's what we got to get away from. I'm, listen to me. I'm telling you that God began to deal with me. What about just winning souls and allow them to be? All right? And here's what Romans, uh, uh, first chapter, in the eighth verse. Uh, no, I'm going down to the 18th. It says this. For the wrath of God is revealed. Uh, from heaven again all ungodliness and righteous unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. See, we hold the truth. We hold the truth. You know why we hold the truth? Because we don't want them to go somewhere else. 
We don't want them to go a part of this. We got to understand, you is just a vessel. The Bible declared one plant, another one water. I believe God, folks. It wasn't, listen to me. I didn't believe that always. I wanted to do it my way. When I did it my way, then all of a sudden, my way wasn't necessarily the right way. And so, therefore, God said, I'm not going to send them nowhere. I'm not going to send them to you. You ain't, you, ain't the, you ain't Jesus. Send them to Jesus. Allow the Lord and the Messiah, the Most High, send them there. Emmanuel, let Emmanuel take place. Just be friends to him. Just say, if you ever need me to pray, you're welcome to call. But we done got this thing now. Everybody want to do it their way. They want to build their ministry. So you hold the truth. You hold part of the truth. Because that which may known of God was manifested in them from God has shown it unto them. God done showed you, believers, listen to me. God done showed you salvation. So why do you think that they got to come to your church? Don't worry about that. Get them to Christ. If you get them to Christ, once you get them to Christ, then he will take care. But because of the fact that we got a tendency, uh, we want to do it. All right, 404-355-8699. Question or comment? Listen, here, let's go a little further. Because that which was made known unto God was manifested into them. For God has shown it unto them. Oh, from the invisible things of him to, uh, listen, from the creation of the world are clearly seen being understood by the things that are made, even him, eternal power of the Godhead, so that they are without an excuse. You know what? People's got an excuse now. You know why they got an excuse? Because you're trying to get them their way. You're trying to get them to do what you want them to do. What happened to you just being a light? What happened to you just being what God done called them to be. You see, we we we. The, it was a time. The Bible let us know that it was a time that God winked at their ignorance. Yes, babes in Christ come to God, and they do. They be sincere, and they might not be doing everything right. But you know what? If you got the right mind, if you got to realize, I'm telling you, God had to let me see. That these are my people. They ain't your people's brother. Well, they're not your people to do this or to do that or to encourage them to do this. Well, you know, Lord, I honor the Sabbath. And since I honor the Sabbath and, and, and I, I dress a certain way, I want them to do the same thing. I want them. No, that's not what God is calling you for. You According to Acts, the 17th chapter, and around the 30th verse, God winked at their ignorance. God didn't, didn't, didn't hold them accountable. No, ma'am, no, sir. Some of you weren't held accountable for the thing that you was doing. God knew that you just didn't know. When I look back, when I was in a particular church, and, and the church was not teaching all, God began to deal with my heart. Why? Because I began to read the Scripture I began to go forth, and I began to seek God's face. And after seeking God's face, God began to lead and guide me. And, and listen, I began to search the Scripture and began to stand in the Word of the God. And as I stand in the Word of God, then I realized I could not yield my, my members. Oh, listen now. See, you ain't had to tell Brother Ware. Brother Ware learned this by reading the Word. He said, uh, I'm, I'm in uh, Romans the 16th, 6th chapter, the 13th verse. It says, Neither yield your members to the instructing of unrighteousness unto sin. 
I realized I couldn't sin, folks. I didn't feel right when I didn't. They do, didn't nobody stand over me because they don't know where you're at and what you're doing and how long you've been doing it. But you did it. But guess what? Because we was dealing with God, God in turn began to bless you. So those things are alive from the dead. And your members are instrument um, to righteousness unto God. I had to learn that God had given me uh, my body. I just couldn't do what I want to do and yet say I'm following God. Come on, folk. When we're in religion, when we're in a particular congregation, when we're in a particular group of people, then we do just what they want us to do. We forget about God have an all-seeing eye. We don't look at that all-seeing eye. And uh, because we don't look at that all-seeing eye, we're looking at the religion part. We're looking at, oh, I got to get this person to do this. Listen to me, believers. God been too good to you. God, you got to get yourself away from that mess. That's what it is, the cages. The cages of religion have locked you up. And therefore, you feel since you locked up with cages, now God done set you free. And God done showed you just how much they got over you. They ain't have too much or nothing. Because when the world say shut down, they shut down. Oh, brother, well, but the Bible say, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. I know what the Bible say. But guess what? Some of you didn't have a 10 or 12 people anyway. And if you had 10 or 12 people, you still could have did your social distance and still brought forth the word. But you see, you was more into obeying the system than you were obeying God. The anointing of God would have been on you, and then you would have said, it ain't about this building, folks. Yes, it's a few of us here, but it's a few of us to be getting trained to go further. See, we don't want them to go further. We don't want them to do what what somebody else doing. Uh, well, you know, God called you into this ministry, and you need to remain in this ministry. Come on, believers. Man, if you look back at your life, think about it. Some of you ain't went to but one church, but very few. Do you hear what I'm saying? Very few can say that. Uh, especially ministers of gospel, you ain't stayed in no one church. You said, but I got saved in the truth, and I'm going to walk in the truth. Well, guess what? Maybe you was fortunate, but the other person wasn't as fortunate as you. And since they wasn't as fortunate as you, then guess what? You need to go forth and be that vessel fit for the master's use. In uh, Thessalonians, uh, First Thessalonians, the, uh, the second chapter and the tenth verse say, "Ye are witnesses, and God also, oh, of holy." And wait a minute, what you witnessing about? You witnessing about your denomination? You witness about what truth that you know? You know, and one thing I hear women's today, I got and call many pastor brother, and I'm gonna do this. Wait a minute. Why is you trying to get self-glorification, sister? When you go back and read the, in the Bible, they weren't concerned about that. They was concerned about having service in the house, praying for the people, and allowing the power and anointing of God. If Peter, when Peter was in jail, uh, the, the women's of God and, and, and the children's of God began to uh, call heaven down. And, and begin to allow these things to take place. We ain't seeing no signs and wonders simply because of the fact that we are narrowing God down. We can't do that. If God called us to do something, believers, we got to do it. Not to worry about whether I get five, I get ten, I get three. No, 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 no. Some of you were called to witness to some young brothers. Man, we got so many young brothers don't know the truth. You ain't got to worry about them coming to you. I just want you to say, brother, I want you to know that Christ is the way. I want you to know that if you surrender your life 
and your mind to him, he will begin to transform. Oh, yeah, they may go another way. They may do something else. But guess what? Because you plant a seed or you water a seed, God going to tremendously bless you just like that person that was giving. They was giving uh, 2020 to Brother Ware. They, uh, somewhere down the line, they learned that. But I'm saying they don't need to worry about planting a seed. Just worry about they giving to a ministry that the man of God is standing up living holy and have a mindset to do the right thing. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Oh, I ain't always had this mind. Oh, I, I can tell you this just like I'm telling you. Listen, I'm telling you. The gate has been opened uh, that uh, religion. It's it been set free. You know, you've been set free. You have, uh, the Lord have opened the cage door. Yes, we was caved, we were uh, caged in. But it was a time in your life when you had that first love. Come on now, come on. When you had that first love, it was not about Mary Jane, Sally Sue, and we got to do this, and we got to build this, and we got to do that. No, ma'am. No, sir. You weren't about that. You was about somebody coming out of sin, and that's what the attitude that you got to have. We need to come out of sin and not even look at the other situation, and if God leads you in another direction, then begin to do that. But don't go in with a, a made-up mind to do something else. Don't go in and say, I got the witness to this brother, because this brother, uh, he, may, he got a pretty good job, and he's going to be a blessing to the ministry. I got the witness to this sister, because this sister, she gonna, she's on fire. She'll be able to help the man. Forget that. We got to say, I want to bring this person, because I believe, without a shadow of a doubt, that God have led me to this person. Do you know that that's my prayer in the beginning? My prayer every single day now is, Lord, lead me to the person that need, listen to me, that need to hear the word of God. I was on the phone with somebody, and, and these little fellas come up because I give popsicles. Just do it. Don't sell them. Just give them to them. Because God done blessed me with a few dollars to give, and I do that. Because you can get a whole pack of them for a couple of dollars. And in the midst of them, the little boy say, I thought you was a man. He said, let me ask you, is you a preacher? I say, yes. And and they say, uh, oh, and they begin to go on. Get, get this, people. I'm doing this not so that Brother Ware can have folks at his Bible study on a Friday. No, ma'am. No, sir. That's not the reason. The reason I'm trying to affect their life when I cross over, when I leave from this life, I want to leave a lasting impression on somebody that they'll remember. It was an old man and when I was a kid and I was coming up and that old man used to give us a popsicle and he used to tell us Jesus loved me. And then if I told him if I gave him a scripture and said something about God, he'd give me a popsicle and a big bag of chips. It wasn't about this. Uh, uh, it wasn't about me trying to get them this place, that place. No, ma'am. I'm there. I'm trying to get others to get there. Let's get there and make an effect in people's life. Let's don't worry about whether they're part of our group, a part of that. I was telling somebody that. I was going to do a particular thing in feeding the hungry, but I don't want to go in telling them if uh, they they hear this, why? Because they will see Christ, they will go down the line, and they will go and say, oh, yeah, Brother Ware, if you do this, Brother Ware going to do that. No, I don't want that. I want to be secret. The Bible tells me if I do it in secret, God will reward me openly. I remember before the COVID game, we used to uh, uh, go to the where my mother-in-law was staying. I enjoyed 
buying the food, to cook the food, and to serve the food. Why? Because of the fact that that was a blessing to me to give. It wasn't, it wasn't about, uh, I'm looking for something bad. Let me tell you something, believers. When we can get off of this kick, when we can get off of they got to be a part of us, they got to do what we want, then God will begin to work. You know why God can't work in us? Because we're doing it with the wrong motive. We are not doing it so that God can be glorified, so that God can get the glory. God don't open up the gate. Yes, you are not able to go to your your particular fellowship. Now, how about using what you know to be a witness for Christ, to let the people know, you know what? Hey, God led me in your way. Uh, Let me buy you a meal. Let me talk to you. Let me do this. Let me do that. If you begin to do this, I promise you, nobody else might not see you do it, but God will begin to get you a blessing. Quit trying to get folks to be a part of you. Get them to be a part of Christ. And if they get Christ the right way, I promise you that will be a transformation. Somebody had to love Brother Ware enough to say, look, Brother Ware, I just want you to live right. I just want you to live right. And, and because they wanted me to live right, Yes, I start living right, but then here's what happened. We get in the group, we get in with the group, and when you get in with the group, you find a way to fit in, and then you find yourself, I'm not afraid. I find myself being a hypocrite, saying one thing and doing another, but I thank God for my first love being back, my first love saying, look, uh, James Ware, this is what I want you to do. I want you to go forth and give me the glory. Give, forget about anything else. Forget about uh, building a ministry of this and building a ministry of that, or, or overseas ministry or this ministry. No, 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 no. Build something for Christ that Christ only, his name will be first. His name will be the glory. So if they go to Shot Down Church, if they visit some other uh, congregation, I'm not concerned about it because just like God dealt with me and he pulled me out, we belong to God. I know I spoke the gate of scripture, but I just don't, just don't got excited and my time about to run out. But let me tell you something. When you do it in, for the glory of God, when you see that God is getting the glory, I'm telling you, believers, we are no longer doing it for God to get the glory. We got an underhand motive. Amen. It's kind of like I was saying, uh, the, the sister, a sister told me one time, say, uh, you open the door for me now, but if I was married, would you open the door? And I said, oh, yeah, I would. But the truth of the matter is, no, you're trying to impress. So if you're trying to impress, you do things. Let's impress on Christ. Christ done opened the cage door. We are no longer. You see we ain't in no cage. Yes, they want to. Oh, they can't wait to get back to the building. But it ain't about the building, believer. Oh, no, ma'am. No, sir. It ain't about the building anymore. It's about the relationship. Get somebody stirred to know that Jesus have came and died and shed his blood. And I'm telling you, if you do that, then that would be a reward. I, I'm telling you, I, I, I thank God that he, he, he has stirred me in that direction. So I'm trying to stir some of you believers. And to those of you that sinners, I want you to know that you need to surrender your life to Jesus Christ. Realize that his blood has uh, covered your sin. Because the Bible let us know none is righteous. No, not one. But through the blood of Jesus, if you surrender, the Bible says you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thy shall be saved. I'm telling you, believers, people are not being saved because we got an underhand agenda. We want to get them this way and that way. Forget about getting them this way and that way. Begin to look at it and what God would have. Man, let me tell you something. When God began to minister to me 
on some things, and I saw me. I ain't talking about nobody else. I saw me, what I was doing. Well, you know, if they ain't going to church on a Sabbath, if they ain't remember the commandments of God, then they, wait a minute, brother, where you didn't start there? You didn't start there. You first repented. You first cried out to God. And because you belongs to God, God began to walk you through this thing. And that's what we need to get to. If we're planning on going, I'm telling you, the gate is open. The, uh, the cage is open. Yeah, you was caged up in Baptist. You was caged up in Pentecostal. You was caged up in this and in that. But guess what? The cage door opened. You know why? Because God allowed. He always take the things of the enemy in order that you might be, uh, that he might use it to the good. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. He using it to the good. Let's take it. Let's go. I'm telling you, let's go and do things for Christ. No underhand motive. No billing this, no billing that. But just saying, I want people to be saved. I want them to love Jesus for what he is. And allow it because they see your life, then they are going to do something. I'm going to have to go back on this next week because I ain't even get past my scripture. I was going to give a scripture, uh, more scriptures. But I'm going to do a part two and next week that the cage is open. And I'll go a little further there. Because right now, I'm telling you, I am believing God that God finna do a work. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you. I praise you. I honor you, Lord. I thank you for this opportunity to just speak to someone. And that one that is not saved, that they may have a mindset. They're already listening to the gospel. But God, they have a mindset to repent and follow righteousness. So I ask you to do it, God. You do it in them so that they may go forth. I praise you. I honor you. In Jesus, the Christ's name, I pray. Amen and amen. Listen, we would love to hear from you. And again, thank you, you believers that wrote me, that was a blessing to me. Thank you. I truly thank for all new believers. But we going on board to try to get folks to Christ. We'd love to hear from you. Brother James Ware dot org or four oh four two nine three seven five five seven. That's my telephone number. If you have any question about anything, please call me. Four oh four two nine three seven five five seven. Brother Ware is saying, as I always say, you don't have the problems you think you have. All you need is more faith in my Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. God bless you. Praise the Lord. I pray that the message that you just heard was an eye-opener and a blessing to you. If you would like to hear this message and many of our other messages, please log on to our website, brotherjamesware.org. That's brotherjamesware.org. Now, if you have a desire to contact Brother Ware for special prayer or just to be a blessing to our program, you may write a letter to P.O. Box 232, Easley, South Carolina, 29641. That's Brother James Ware, P.O. Box 232, Easley, E-A-S-L-E-Y, South Carolina 29641. Please include the station that you heard him on. And remember, we are praying that you grow to higher heights and a deeper depth in the Lord. Remember, Ephesians 1.18. May the Lord bless you. It's too important to give up for anything. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... 
Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Where you live shouldn't limit your access to quality internet. That's not fair. U.S. Cellular introduces fast and fair high-speed internet. With reliable home internet from U.S. Cellular, now there's no limit to how you stream, game, and work. So instead of this, you get this. Upgrade to fast and fair high-speed internet from U.S. Cellular. Upgrade to fair 